Hi, welcome to the show. Now, if you have not yet built your Dolby Atmos studio at home, then do check out the last interview we did with today's guest, where, amongst other things, we covered remote production trends and, of course, Dolby Atmos. Yeah, today we are honing in on audio over IP, specifically looking at the coming of video over IP, Dante, domain manager, and a broad look at how it is used to guide us through it. Let's welcome back JJ from HHB. Good to have you on again. How are you doing? So firstly, how are large broad companies using AOIP? Um, I would say that it's been a, an increasing trend in any new facility build. Um, you don't want to be putting in analog tie lines where you could be doing it over Cat5, Cat6. Um, so audio over mm. IP is a cost effective means to doing that and gives you the flexibility, particularly when there's pandemic um, related things where you, you might be doing things you didn't plan to do, uh, doing remote review where you've got the client in one room and the audio mixer in another room and they're both listening to the same audio, um, going through the same review, but in a socially distanced manner. Now, I know you're always busy there at HHB, JJ. So um, tell us about your recent um, installs that you've done, a few examples maybe. Yeah, there's been uh, quite a broad spectrum of it. Um, Dolby Atmos has very much been a thing for a long time with Netflix um, flying that flag and pushing that as their kind of premium audio offering to align with their um, UHD, HDR picture offering. Um, what has come recently, um, even this week, was uh, Apple announcing uh, their own spatial audio um, version of Dolby Atmos, which is very closely tied into Dolby's offering. Um, and that is pushing from a, a music perspective um, with AirPods, AirPod Maxes, things like that, but also from uh, a picture, um, you know, um, pictures that are paid for by Apple putting content of, of their own nature through. So does that, does that basically, is that, is, is that going to be complementary to Dolby Atmos or is that competitive that Apple product you, you mentioned? Um, no, it's completely tied together. So it's, it's using um, Dolby Atmos as a, um, a way of mixing it and delivering it. And then they add their own sort of special source into the delivery mechanism um, to the right. consumer because predominantly if you're in the Apple ecosystem, you have an iPad or iPhone, something like that, maybe an Apple TV. Uh, and you also have uh, AirPods or something, again, within that ecosystem. There's an extra level of um, sort of metadata that they can apply to that, um, even to the point of um, being able to do head tracking. So uh, AirPods are aware of you know, where you're facing, what you're doing, and you can engage um, oh, wow. certain levels of um, additional experiential stuff within that. And similarly, they're putting that into FaceTime and into group calls uh, in a similar way to, to NASA have to, to make it more like a real conversation. You know, when, if we were actually sat in the same studio in the same room, it would be easy to discern different conversations or different people's voices coming from different yeah. perspectives. Yeah. Um, and that's all part of kind of the human ear experience. Um, so they're just, they're trying to implement that into the same technology. Yeah. And in the, in the production process, when I'm sat in, a, in an Atmos suite, you know, doing object-based audio finishing, so to speak, we, do I need to learn anything more in order, you know, in order to produce a product for this, this Apple solution? 
Um, nothing too different. Um, the, the metadata is the same, and it's existed for a while in the Dolby yeah. set tools. Um, the difference is um, really listening on Apple's products is going to give you a, a, a truer picture of right. um, what that experience will be to the end user. Um, so cool. having a pair of AirPods okay. tied into your environment would be the same as kind of having your, your proper grading monitor and then being able to reference that on a consumer device. Um, similar yeah, principles. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Cool, cool. So, JJ, can you tell us about the Grand Leader Clock uh, and how this is being utilized with maybe some examples? Yeah, absolutely. So in the Dante space, um, particularly when you have not just one room doing it, um, because of an upgrade, because of Dolby Atmos, but but when you start to span that across multiple rooms into BO booths um, being shared between studios and then the, the wider facility, um, it comes in a similar nature to having uh, an SPG, a sync pulse generator that is your house clock, your house reference that sort of feeds everything. Um, and also when your facility might be collaborating with another facility in, in real time, um, being able to lock a a grand leader clock to a GPS reference such that you can share audio between spaces that would otherwise not be possible. Um, so having that um, sort of takes that redundancy factor away from um, having everything reliant upon a single device and you say, actually, let's centralize this. Mm. We have one leader clock with a backup that is not a room. It's, it's in the MCR. It, it has that redundancy. Yeah. It has that centralization of, of being able to share everything within the same time space. Okay. Kind of makes me want to ask, is there anything else hidden? Because, you know, think, knowing now that Dante could be your house clock, is there anything else hidden in there? Is there anything else that Dante can do that I might not realize? There's a few bits it can do behind the scenes and there's a few bits they've got coming. So, um, you know, having oh, cool. a, a full facility um, that you've got built around uh, saving on on tie lines and copper and, and building around the ability to collaborate uh, between different spaces lends itself to having management of that. And particularly with the data security side and needing to uh, manage access as to who can share audio with which other area and uh, right. So having a user permission to that. So Dante Domain Manager is a, is a really powerful tool to tie that all together. Um, it gives you a kind of granular permission structure that means that you can have administrators, you can have operators, and you can have kind yeah. of an engineering tier in between that allows you to make certain changes, but maybe not others. Um, yeah. And then what they have uh, coming very soon is um, the ability to share uh, video over Dante. So the video over IP spectrum has, has kind of evolved over the last few years. Um, we did a, a large broadcast facility in Wales um, that was really the guinea pig almost of, of um, this technology. And you still had to employ an amount of baseband, SDI, and sort of your, your fact packet boxes that were between the two yeah. technologies. But we're now at a point where NDI is is just growing and growing and growing and, and has implementation from the sort of camera technology right the way through the distribution and, and even things like Teams, Skype, et cetera, have the ability to, to sort of intercept an NDI stream. So um, that's been a, a complete evolution and I think is changing the way that you would build a new facility.
So with um, audio over IP technology, uh, we hear Dante all the time. I mean, are there any other systems and how and why do you think Dante has become a forerunner? I think Dante um, has become the forerunner because of the way they've approached it. They've taken their bit of the special source, built it onto several tiers of chipset that you can easily deploy as an OEM solution. Um, and that comes from anything from a, a small box that is Ethernet in and two XLRs out or something straightforward like that, right the way through to a device that can do upwards of 512 channels in and out within a single Ethernet connection. Um, they also have that management layer, which has been revolutionary because of the not just the security side but the management side and being able to audit things you know when a device goes offline being able to get a notification that says um studio b had this device go offline at this time or user mm. x made this change at this time it makes it that that change management becomes um, really important to yeah. being able to fix something when it, when it breaks and particularly strong in education where a lot of these facilities are trying to save money and actually Dante is a great way of doing that because of the nature of how cheap some of these endpoints are to get a microphone in, speakers out, some glue in the middle that does some processing. Um, and I think that's just going to grow with the with the video implementation as well. Brilliant. Well, I'm just fascinated that in the Welsh post-production world, there are ham uh, was it guinea pigs and of course gorillas. And I don't know who you did it for. But there you go. Um, that's it for today. <laughs> Do please have a look at Kit Plus Show at Code UK for information on the fast approaching face to face Kit Plus Show being held at Media City UK. HHB will be there. And finally, many thanks to Media Proxy who support Kit Plus TV. You can visit them at mediaproxy.com. Thanks for watching and see you next time. And thanks, JJ, of course. Cheers, guys. <laughs>